Hi, this is Aaron Saft and the MR Running Pains podcast, episode number 97. So today, I'm going to continue my uh, kind of series on on workouts and things that would be useful for you to include in your training. Um, some of you may already include these things, um, but um, maybe this will give you some new ideas of how to include different types of workouts. <clears throat> so today's topic is going to be on tempo runs. Um, tempo runs uh, are designed to help uh, sustain uh, faster paces for longer periods of time. So we do them at a certain effort. If we go above that effort, we are negating the, um, the purpose of the workout. So we're, we're missing, um, we're missing the training or the, uh, the benefit from doing this. So it's very important that we do these, um, at a very specific effort. Um, you know, typically it's about 80 to 85% of your maximum heart rate. So that's a good way to judge it. Um, on the RPE scale, I usually term it as at about, um, a seven to perhaps an eight, um, for RPE. <clears throat> but, um, again, you know, if, if you want to really reap the benefit of this workout, you may want to do it with a heart rate monitor, um, and make sure that you're, um, sustaining that, that 80 to 85% of your maximum heart rate for this, uh, this workout. Uh, we term that, you know, kind of the lactate threshold. Um, it, uh, it's, it's a very specific zone. We can, um, usually only maintain, um, a hundred percent of lactate threshold pace again. So we're talking now about a specific pace at your lactate threshold, which is about 85% of your maximum heart rate for an hour. That's a, that's about as long as we can sustain it. So we're looking for you know, around that effort. <clears throat> um, and, uh, not necessarily for an hour. Uh, we're going to talk about the differences and, uh, and ways you can do these workouts, um, how to do these workouts and all that within this, but I first wanted to define it. So, um, you know, that's, that's what you're looking for effort wise in these tempo runs. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about duration. Um, the duration of these, um, uh, intervals <clears throat> can be, um, quite varying. Um, typically I start around, it's debatable, um, you know, around five minutes, five minute intervals, uh, depending on the level of experience that the person has with doing these sort of workouts. I think five minutes is a good introductory interval, um, for this, uh, or even for a very, um, you know, early on beginner, if you're not doing intervals and just want to do one interval, I would say 10 minutes is a great starting point to kind of get used to doing this sort of workout. Um, and then, you know, with the five minutes, you can do, um, obviously repetitions. So, you know, a, a good starter workout is four by five minutes, you know, getting, uh, about, uh, 20 minutes of total work in that, uh, in that effort. Um, recovery is usually half of, of what, uh, the interval is. So, um, you know, if you did a five minute interval, it'd be two and a half minutes recovery. Um, and you can obviously make it even and do two minute recovery. Um, if you feel like, uh, if you feel like it's too hard, you're, uh, you know, and you're not recovering, you're probably going too hard in the interval. So, you know, keep in mind, um, yeah, this, this is a, it's a, it's work, but it shouldn't be draining. You should not be, uh, whooped. You know, you always want to 
leave a workout feeling like you could have done more. Um, so you want to leave the workout like with the sensation. Yeah, I probably could have gone a little bit further or done, uh, another interval. Um, so you never want to be, you know, completely, um, fried, we'll say at the end of the workout. So, um, but back to the, the point, um, you know, the, the typical, um, typical time that, you know, I, we usually, uh, saw when, you know, when I was training for uh, 5k, 10k, even half marathon was a, a 20 minute tempo. The complete workout, um, would entail, um, you know, I like to include an active warm up. Uh, you can see, um, you know, I have an active warm up, a banded warm up. There's all sorts of warm ups that you can find online. Um, I think the active warm up is a great one. I can put that in the show notes. It's one of my YouTube videos. Um, good way just to um, get yourself moving, ready, get the muscles warmed up. Um, and then you want to do a warm up jog, okay? Um, that may be, it just depends on you and, and what, uh, you know, what your, uh, not only your level of running, uh, is, or, um, what it takes to warm up your body. I like to run about 20 to 25 minutes, uh, as a warm up, just to get my body loose and ready. Um, you know, for you, that may be 10 to 15 minutes, just easy, 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 easy jogging. You know, this is just light getting your body ready. Um, you know, if we were talking heart rate, it'd be zone two. If, uh, you know, if, if we were talking RPE, it would probably be four to five, you know, just jogging. And then, um, I like strides <clears throat> kind of gets the system, um, ready the, you know, the heart ready for this hard work that we're about to require of it. So, um, four to six strides, I may do 15 to 20 seconds, um, at a fast clip by no means all out or sprinting, just kind of getting the legs turning over faster than the effort I'm about to do. Um, but it gets the, the heart primed, um, you know, the, the system ready. So, um, and then uh, complete recovery in between strides, uh, whether it be standing rest or jogging rest, you know, let that heart rate come back down. And when you feel ready, you can do your next one. Um, and then I, I get into the tempo itself, the tempo part of the workout, whatever, um, whatever the duration will be. And we're going to talk about some various types of tempo runs, but, um, you know, your next portion is your, uh, your tempo workout and then a cool down. I think cool downs are, are great just to kind of, you know, come back down from this hard effort, you know, let the, the heart kind of recover a little bit. You've, uh, you've kind of created this lactate in your, your blood. So it, it teaches your body how to, to deal with that, um, by just cooling down a little bit. Um, you become more efficient at processing lactate by just doing a cool down. And again, cool down is completely up to you. Um, you know, I, I typically do about, uh, again, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, you may do 10 to 15, just depends on your, your goal, um, how much volume you're trying to get in. I don't go by miles. Uh, so if you go by miles, you know, whatever, you know, whatever that duration of time would take you, um, you know, that's, that's what you should shoot for. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the overview of the, the workout itself. It's going to take about 24 hours, um, you know, approximately to recover from this sort of effort. Um, you know, producing that sort of lactate, it, you know, it, it will take your body 24 hours to process that. 
uh, and for you to feel pretty normal again. Okay, anything beyond that, it probably means you went too hard once again. So, um, you know, keep an eye on that. Your resting heart rate may be up a little bit the next day since you just, you know, completed a hard effort. So you, you might see that uh, as a result. Um, you know, and, and we want to make sure that that resting heart rate comes back down uh, this after the second night's sleep. Uh, that's, that's indicating that you have recovered and that it is returned to your normal resting heart rate. Okay. So again, beyond that, uh, a good indication, you probably went too hard and need to dial back the effort on the tempo effort. Um, so, um, you know, after, after doing these workouts, um, you know, the next day it's good to do just a recovery jog. So the day after, uh, just to kind of, again, you know, teach the body how to deal with lactate how to flush the system and, you know, and, uh, and run again, you're going to feel a bit sluggish. So I would do a recovery run, uh, recovery run being like, a, I usually term it a four RPE or in heart rate, it would be, you know, zone two, just stay low zone two, um, and just kind of real easy jog, um, and, you know, recover and a short duration. Okay. So, you know, in time, I typically prescribe, um, somewhere between 40 minutes to an hour, uh, as a recovery day, um, you know, following a, a hard effort. Um, and then I like to chase, uh, the, the third day. So, you know, if we have a tempo on, let's say we tempo on Tuesday, recovery day, Wednesday, Thursday, I like to have kind of a medium long run. Um, so, you know, just, a uh, maybe two thirds, the total duration of what you do for your, your long run. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I don't really, I, I get up to, you know, uh, with my athletes about an hour and a half to hour 45 on medium long runs. Um, you know, for, for those that are trying to put in more volume, perhaps even up to two hours. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's for those that are, are really high volume. Um, my, you know, most of my athletes are somewhere between, uh, you know, uh, my average athlete is somewhere around an hour 20 to an hour 30 for a medium long run. Um, so, um, other forms of tempo, let's talk about those, the, the workout itself and what those can look like. Uh, cause you know, there's so many different types of, uh, of variations. So the first being, um, intervals, yeah, we all know intervals, but these are, you know, performed at a lower heart rate. A lot of times we envision intervals as these like really hard demanding, um, intervals. Now, again, these are at the specified heart rate, you know, 80 to 85% maximum heart rate, uh, zone four. Okay, we're, we're trying to stay in a controlled zone. Uh, we don't want to go too hard. So again, you know, dial in the effort. Now, intervals, like I said, they can start at about five minutes. And then from there, you can do anything that totals up to probably an hour. So these intervals, again, uh, can you know, last up to an hour in duration, or they can total an hour in duration. Um, and, you know, and they do not need to, you know, be that much, uh, when you're starting, start simple, start with, uh, where you're at. You know, if you have not had experience with these again, you know, one 10 minute interval is fine. If you have a little bit of experience, maybe start at four by five minutes and build from there. Um, uh, you know, uh, a good one is three by seven minutes. If you, you know, have been running for a while and want a good workout three by seven minutes, I usually do three minutes recovery. And that's a, it's a great way to, you know, kind of keep it even because then it makes it, uh, you know, 10 minutes total uh, with interval and recovery. It's easy to keep track of on your watch. 
Um, that's a great workout. And then you can just build in the intervals. Um, if three by seven, you know, is, is challenging, um, you know, the next week do three by seven again, you don't have to build if it's, if it's, you know, if it's challenging enough, but, uh, you know, not over the edge for you, you know, just do the same workout again next week. And then the third week, potentially, you know, you could either add an interval and go four by seven minutes, or you could add time and do, you know, perhaps three by eight minutes or, um, you know, or, uh, two by 10 minutes, you know, uh, whatever you want to challenge yourself with, whatever you think your body is capable of, um, you know, it's, it, it's totally fine. And again, you know, if you're, <clears throat> if you're more advanced, uh, you can do three by 10 minutes or two by 20 minutes. Uh, and again, you're doing half the time recovery. So if I did three by 10 minutes, my recovery is five minutes. Um, two by 20 minutes recovery is 10 minutes. You may not need that much time. And that's what you have to kind of see is, you know, how much time does your body need recovery when I'm in good shape? I mean, you know, the most recovery I take for an interval is, is probably three minutes, but, um, you know, see how it goes and, and how much, you know, time you have. And, and, um, you know, if you, if you have that kind of time for, for recovery or if you need it. So be, uh, be cognizant of that. Um, another way to make these challenging, but, and, and challenging is, you know, I, I mean it in two senses here, um, challenging, uh, in the regard of, of making the workout more demanding is you can do these uphill. Uh, I think that's a, a great way to get strong on, on climbing is to do these at your threshold pace or your threshold heart rate, um, you know, climbing. And, and what I typically do with my athletes, and I, I don't do this too, too often is I do alternate between uphill and downhill. That way you don't keep going further uphill uh, or have to recover a really long way downhill just to, uh, to get in the hill. Um, and sometimes it's very difficult to find a hill that's this long. You know, I mean, I'm fortunate that I live here in the mountains. Um, if you live somewhere where there aren't, you know, hills that are, are seven minutes long, um, perhaps the treadmill. Um, you can, you know, start with like a 7% grade. Uh, and, and kind of build your gradient as, as you go. Um, but you know, and, um, and, an alternating uphill downhill workout is fantastic. So what that would look like, let's say we did four by five minutes, first five minutes is uphill. And then I would walk recovery further uphill. And then second interval would be downhill. And I would walk, um, or jog out and back to the start of the hill again, Third interval would be back uphill, walk further uphill for recovery. Fourth interval would be downhill, and that's the end of the workout. Um, on a treadmill, uh, if you set it at incline, uh, you know you could uh, just do these intervals at, like I said, seven to ten percent. Um, that's a, that's a good good challenging gradient, um, and uh, so. Um, what, uh, what you would do is just set your, your gradient. And then I would just take walk recovery, you know, so you don't have to keep putting the treadmill up and down, uh, you know, the incline up and down, just, uh, just walk, you know, right. Nice and easy. Uh, but it gives you more, more practice at vertical gain. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good way of doing things. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, treadmills are, are really are good if you don't have the option to do these, um, you know, with a, with a long hill or a long gradient, um, you know, if you have a really long hill and you do these uphill, you just expect that, uh, you know, your cooldown is probably going to be pretty long, <laughs> um, because you're going further and further up the hill. Now recovery would be downhill. 
um, let's say we did three by seven minutes uphill. So, you know, we go up seven minutes, we recover three minutes back down, but we didn't get back to the start, obviously. So now our next interval starts further up the hill and then third interval will start even further up the hill. So it's taking you further and further away. So your cool down is going to be a little bit longer. So keep that in mind as well, uh, when you're doing these, um, but you know, again, it creates, um, a unique challenge, uh, not only in, um, the, uh, um, the, uh, the, the intensity, if you will, uh, it should be the same intensity, but it's, you know, it's going to be at a slower pace. Expect that obviously, because you're at incline, but it will make you a more efficient climber. It will make you a stronger climber, um, you know, and, and hopefully help with your, your form a bit. Cause any type of hill running, you're really going to use and drive the knees more, which is going to help your form and your technique. So, um, some really good things to incorporate there by doing, um, these intervals on the hills. Uh, so, uh, but you know, again, these can be done on rolling hills, um, you know, on the flat uh, treadmill. But it's really the effort that you know that we're really looking for. Um, another way I like to do and incorporate tempo um, slash lactate threshold interval uh, is in progression runs. Um, progression runs. Um, there's there's two types that I will talk about here. The first type is you just start out um, with a certain time in mind, and then some. Again, some of you may have distance. Uh, you may go in in mileage, um, and you may say, "All right, you know, I'm going to do X miles as a warm up, X miles at normal pace, and progress, you know, naturally into a tempo pace." So the way I like to um, prescribe it, and I'll, I'll I'll give you two workouts here. Um, one is uh, my my medium long run for the week, or even your long run if you're you know getting towards the end of your um, of your training cycle uh, as you get closer to race day. Um, so, uh, like for a, a medium long run, let's take for instance, you know, earlier I, I described that that may be about ninety minutes. Ninety minutes is a great medium long run, and we can break that into thirty minute segments. And what it is is you do, you take thirty minutes. The first thirty minutes just nice and easy. You're really just warming up. Uh, and progressing a little bit faster as you go. The second 30 minutes, you're kind of getting into normal pace and building towards your uh, kind of moderate, if you will, pace, not quite tempo. And then the last 30 minutes, you're building into your tempo pace in which you sustain, depending on how you feel, that last 30 minutes either at tempo or you know gradually building towards you, you know, doing 10 to 20 minutes at your, your tempo effort. And that would be the last piece of the, the run. Uh, another good workout that uh, I use as progression, and it's a good benchmark tool, is the out and back run. I just did this on one of my YouTube videos, um, and I will try to post that in the description as well. Um, but uh, what happens is uh, the first 30 minutes is just really, really easy, just like I described in the previous uh, you know, hour 30 uh, workout. So you're just kind of nice, relaxed running. There's no stress, no strain. Uh, you may get up to just your normal average pace. Uh, and then the last 30 minutes, you're going to just gradually increase the pace, never going more than your, you know, kind of your threshold pace. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to just all of a sudden, you know, like just boom, get into tempo pace. We want to gradually work into it after 30 minutes. So that last 30 minutes, if you were to look at your, uh, your data, it's just a nice incline progression, just gradually building the pace. Not like all of a sudden it just jumps up. It's just a nice gradual build to the end of the run. Um, and as I said, you know, this is out and back. So you want to do it on an out and back course. Ideally, 
you can do it on a loop course. That's it's that's okay. But um, you know the the out and back kind of shows us how much faster we came back, which is kind of cool. Um, and you know it, it, it's it's an hour out and back. If you come back faster and you finish at your your finish line, um, you can keep going and and just kind of remember where you finish, um, or you can just stop and and note your time. And then this is a kind of a benchmark tool that you can use in the future. So you can come back like three or four weeks later and do this run, same route, you know, and just progress and see how much um, progress you've made based on the work that you've been putting in. So um, the um, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a great tool uh, to, for measurement and just kind of, you know, seeing where things uh, are and, and how you're doing. Um, the other thing I should say, and uh, I'll interject here so I don't forget, is that um, with lactate threshold work, um, if you do this, um, this type of workout um, and you incorporate it as a cycle into your training, you should only incorporate it for four to six weeks. Beyond that, your body really isn't making more adaptations. It's kind of gotten, you know, uh, what it's going to get out of it. Um, and, you know, for those of you that are less experienced, I would only do one of these per week. Um, you know, sometimes uh, folks do two to three of these in a week. You know, perhaps you do an interval session and then a progression run. You know, that's okay. Just make sure you're recovering. That's the huge thing. Make sure your body's recovering and that it's not too much on the, or, you know, it's not too demanding on the body. Um, you know, especially those that are doing three sessions, uh, perhaps you're doing two interval sessions in a progression run, or even three interval sessions. Um, you know, the, the hard thing becomes recovery. So be cognizant of that. You may not want to always do two to three sessions. Um, perhaps one is enough. Listen to your body and, and make sure it's recovering. So, but again, you know, four to six weeks of this, if you're, if you're doing a cycle of it, um, and then you can come back to it in a training cycle if you have long enough, um, you know, uh, it's just like speed work, you know, you can, um, do a bout of speed work, do a bout of lactate threshold intervals, and then do a, a recovery cycle, uh, and then, you know, go back into a speed cycle and, uh, lactate threshold or vice versa, depending on what you're training for, what distance you're training for. Um, you want to do, um, least specific to most specific. So, you know, if you're, if you're training like 5k, 10k, half marathon, even marathon, you're probably going to want to start with, um, longer intervals first. That would be the lactate threshold intervals and then do your, um, your speed intervals, your, uh, your, your max VO2 style, the really fast, intense intervals, um, as your, your, uh, cycle closer to your race. And if you're running ultra, it's flopped. We flip flop it. So we do the, um, the max VO2, the intense intervals first, because they are least specific to what we're training for. And then we do the lactate threshold interval, the more uh, specific as to what we're training for longer intervals. So, uh, keep that in mind as well. Okay. So, uh, progressions out and back. And then the, the last piece that I like to include in tempo runs, uh, last thing I like to talk about is, um, is time trials. Um, you know, time trials I think are great, you know, just as I said with an out and back, it's a great benchmark. If you do time trials that can fall into this category as well, depending on how long the time trial is, um, you know, and, and it may actually be a little bit more intense than your lactate threshold because you kind of want to just see where you're at. And, and it's almost like a race, right? This could be a race, but you know, if you're not racing, if you're not into racing and just kind of want to just, you know, blow out the pipes and see where you're at time trial is a great way to do it. Um, 
you know, again, it, it's kind of gray area here. I wouldn't, you know, say it's necessarily lactate threshold just because it could be more intense than the lactate threshold, but it's similar in what I was talking about with the out and back, you know, a good benchmark tool to kind of see where you're at. Um, you know, I, I'd like to make time trials very similar to what the goal race is. So, um, and it, it, it's going to be, you know, much shorter, obviously than, than the distance, but, um, it gives us a, a good way to, to replicate, um, and see where you're at. So, you know, if you're racing something that's, uh, more mountainous, we would pick something obviously that has a really substantial climb and descent in it, you know, hopefully a loop, um, that you can do, or even an out and back, um, you know, that, uh, that we can replicate easily and kind of just see and, and get a feel for, you know, how are you doing? We can insert it just like the out and back, you know, every few weeks just to uh, monitor your progress. Um, if you're racing like a, uh, a, you know, a 5k, 10k doing a mile or two mile time trial is fantastic. Just kind of sees where you're at. Um, uh, you know, so you know, 5k, 10k, even half marathon. Uh, I think, you know, uh, even for half marathon, you could even go a little bit longer and do like a 5k time trial. Um, marathon, uh, you know, that's, it's great to do uh, like a 10k, uh, and kind of see where you're at. Even 5k, 5k, 10ks are great benchmark tools. Um, you know, for, for our ultras, uh, it, it may be a little bit longer, but I don't like to get too crazy. I don't think you need to, you know, for a time trial, get too much further than potentially like a, a 10 K. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that's a really good distance, even maybe, you know, 15 K, uh, for, you know, for an ultra, uh, 15 K courses, you know, roughly nine miles, uh, a little over nine miles. That's a really good kind of tool for ultras just to see where you're at. Um, you know, with, with ultras, we talk about such a range of distances. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to, uh, to say this is the perfect time trial distance, but I think 15 K, you know, roughly 10 K to 15 K would be a really good benchmark, uh, to see, you know, how things are going. Um, you can go a little bit further if you're, you know, training for a hundred miler, but uh, I don't think it's really necessary for time trials. So, um, but I hope that gives you a really good oversight uh, into tempo runs and how these can be done. And, um, you know, uh, and, you know, as always, if you have questions uh, or, you know, uh, need to, uh, you know, me to expand, don't hesitate to, to reach out, um, you know, ask me, um, I, you know, this is, uh, I'm just trying to, to put some stuff out there that may be helpful to your training, maybe help you understand how to do these a little bit better. Um, you know, with these, uh, workouts, the tempo workouts, again, you know, the, the, the common pitfall is that people go too hard. They run too fast for these intervals. Um, so be cognizant of that. Like I said, I think having a heart rate monitor is a great way to make sure that you're not going too hard. And especially if you have an alarm that alerts you, yes, you've gone over the threshold, um, you know, uh, and you know, to start, I think, you know, 80% of maximum heart rate, I think is fantastic. If you don't know what your maximum heart rate is, uh, you know, simple equation is 220 minus your age. Uh, and that will give you, you know, what your, your potentially your, your maximum heart rate is. It's going to be, you know, plus or minus, um, that number, but it, it gives you a good benchmark to, to calculate from. So, um, you know, use that number, uh, you know, and, uh, then, you know, obviously take 80% of, of that number. Uh, and that's where we want you to stay in this range uh, so that you don't go too hard and that you're working the correct system. All right. Well, um, that's what I have for tempo runs. Um, so far as everything else goes, uh, obviously, you know, Christmas is upon us. Uh, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a happy holidays, um, to those that do not celebrate Christmas. Um, I, you know, and, and I'll be talking to you guys again before new year's, uh, actually traveling up to New York, 
uh, go back home for a little bit, uh, see some family I haven't seen since before the pandemic. So very excited to do so. Um, just talked with, um, oh, my, uh, my old friend, Frank Giannino, Frank Giannino, for those that don't know, he used to own the transcontinental, the run across the United States, um, uh, record before Pete Kostelnik broke it. Uh, he held it since like 1982. It was uh, a long, long standing uh, record and so many went after it. So anyway, Frank called me. I just got into um, the Hall of Fame, the running Hall of Fame back home. Uh, super stoked for that. Very excited. Uh, very such an honor uh, to be to be in the company that um, that I now am in. Uh, that that ceremony will be in May. So super, super duper excited about that. Um, what a what a cool way to um, <laughs> to, uh, uh, you know, to be recognized. So, uh, very, very happy with that. Um, man, uh, the new hellbender podcast will release, um, I'll, I'll have another episode before, uh, it releases, it releases on January 1st, but I had a great conversation with registered dietitian, Jake Edmiston. Uh, Jake has been on my podcast numerous times and has shed so much knowledge and information, um, and so he comes back on to talk on the Hellbender podcast about uh, race day nutrition and how you should train with that. Um, I will most likely release that episode um, on the MR Running Pades podcast after it releases on the Hellbender podcast because it just had so many nuggets, so much good information, so many things that we should focus on with our nutrition and practice and how to do so, what we're looking for, um, you know, goals for our macros. It's just, oh, man, I was uh, I was really pleased with the episode. So, um, you know, like I said, it'll release for the Hellbender podcast on January 1st. I will release it for MR Running Pains thereafter, just because I think it's a great episode to to share that knowledge. Um, I am also going to be on Stephen Sashin's uh, podcast. Stephen is the CEO of Zero Shoes. Um, His his podcast, The Movement Movement, uh, we recorded... um, uh, just recently. And I'm not sure when that, uh, episode will drop, but, um, I will certainly, uh, you know, keep you guys up to speed when it does. It was a fun episode. We talked about a lot of things. Uh, we talked about the, uh, running retail industry. Um, we talked about getting stronger without lifting weights. Just, you know, it was a fun conversation. I really enjoyed my time with Steven. Um, Steven was, uh, on my last episode. So if you recognize the name, it was from my previous episode, um, with him. So we had a great conversation for his podcast. Um, super, uh, super pleased and super excited to have, you know, had that opportunity to talk with him. So, um, let's see, newsletter will come out January 1st. So again, I will, uh, I will definitely you know, talk to you guys before then, but just wanted to note that it will come out January 1st. Um, that said, if you have not subscribed to the newsletter, uh, just jump over to my website, mrrunningpains.com and, um, uh, you can uh, join, sign up for the newsletter. It is free. I put it out once a month and I try to just jam pack it with so much information um, and, and really just give you guys as much uh, tips and tidbits and reviews as possible. Um, that said, uh, my next podcast will, uh, will be about my favorite uh, you know, running gear, especially for winter. Um, you know, so many pieces, I think we get caught up in so many of the major brands. There's some ancillary items that I think that would be really beneficial to folks, especially in colder weather climates, uh, that, you know, we could, uh, you know, we can talk about, uh, so I'll do that in my next episode and review all my favorite gear. Um, I'm getting some new stuff for Christmas, so (laughs) super excited about that. Um, 
the uh, um, the old podcasts and um, and newsletters are all archived on my website as well. If you go with uh, and click on the connect page or the contact page uh, under that, if you scroll down, you'll see um, you know the podcasts and newsletters. You can click on those, and it'll take you to separate pages that have everything archived there. So. Um, you know, if you're looking to, uh, to catch up on some things, you can find it there. Um, all my podcasts are also housed on Podbean. So if you want to go to, to check out, um, those and as well as, you know, all the other major listening platforms. Um, let's see other things going on. Uh, YouTube. Oh my goodness. Uh, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back to running. Uh, I'm feeling, uh, pretty darn Pretty, pretty, pretty darn normal. Again, I wouldn't say I am back to complete 100%. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of doubtful that I'm going to be running Black Canyon, just uh, the way my body has felt and uh, you know the time off that I had to take just to kind of get right and where I'm at right now. I'm not sure Black Canyon would be the best idea. I really want to just get my uh, Western States qualifier out of the way, so <laughs> the conversation's still on the table. Uh, but anyhow... Um, excuse the background noise and excuse me for, uh, the echo. I'm at a friend's house. My daughter is watching <laughs> their dogs and, uh, uh, you know, I, I had to find a, a quiet area to, to get this recorded and I had to stop a few times. So if the conversation seems a little break, breaky at point and, uh, I, you know, I had to edit it because I had to stop and, <laughs> and do a few things. So my apologies there. Um, but, um, you know, that's it again, uh, YouTube, I have been updating, uh, been doing my daily videos once again. Uh, you know, if you want to you know, see, I, I try to talk about a topic a day, uh, and give some, some ideas, uh, and, and, you know, kind of looks into my training and what I'm doing. Um, maybe you can help, you know, give you some ideas as well, just as this episode has, uh, also did, uh, the new, uh, Enda, their new trail shoe, the Kubifora. I did a, a video review on that, uh, interesting shoe. Uh, I think, you know, there's some things that they can, they can do to make that a great shoe, uh, but not a bad start for, for this young company. Um, also just got their Enda E10, their, uh, their lightweight trainer, uh, have not had a chance to run on it just yet. Um, but it, 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 it seems to be very similar to the Kubifora. So, um, I'll, uh, I'll get a review up for that as soon as I can. Um, added some new, um, strength training videos, um, up on the channel as well. So you can check those out, uh, really have tried to been, be very active on YouTube. Um, so, you know, videos are, are coming out <laughs> quite rapidly. I've uh, been really enjoying my new GoPro 10. Uh, it's, it's been such a great tool. Um, still getting used to, um, you know, editing and, and doing all that stuff. So, uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of time to do all this stuff. So, um, and with that said, uh, you know, I can do it without my Patreon supporters. I really sincerely appreciate you guys. Um, if you can support uh, on Patreon, uh, there's a link in the show notes as well as on my website. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you just help me keep this stuff going. You know, um, it's uh, you know, all the costs that are associated with it, uh, you know, keeping the podcast going, um, you know, the editing tools for the YouTube videos, all that stuff. It really helps me. Uh, a lot to keep this stuff going. So, um, if you can support it, I certainly appreciate it. Uh, if you can't just please share the, the podcast, um, especially if you find it helpful, uh, that's huge. Um, if you, um, like and, uh, review it, that's also a huge help to me. Um, so, you know, don't feel that Patreon is the only way that you can help this podcast. There are other ways and I greatly appreciate all of them. So, 
Um, once again, happy holidays to you all. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode, and uh, I'll look forward to talking to you next time. In the meantime, keep running, my friends. <laughs>